Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 199, the expedition of Banu al-Mustaliq or Muraisi. Among the expeditions sent by the Prophet, the one against Banu al-Mustaliq in Sha'ban the 5th or 6th of the Hijrah was a prominent event in Islamic history. A branch of the Banu Khuzah clan, which was on friendly terms with the Muslims, the Banu al-Mustaliq had sided with the Quraysh and were preparing for an attack on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Barida bin Qusayb was sent to gather intelligence and come back to Medina and confirmed the report. Once more, it was time for the Prophet, peace be upon him, to leave Medina in the hands of another. Some say it was Zaid bin Haritha, radiallahu an, and march out against the enemy. With an army of 700 men, the Prophet, peace be upon him, surprised Banu al-Mustalik, who were encamped at a spring named Muraisia on the outskirts of Qudayd. Some of them were killed, their women and children were rounded up, and their property and livestock ceased. The operation lasted Two nights. Among the prisoners was Juwayriya, the daughter of the wealthy Harith bin Darar. She accepted Islam in Medina and the Prophet set her free and then married her. In defense to Juwayriya, who gained the status of mother of the believers with her marriage to the Prophet, peace be upon him, 100 families from Banu al Mustalik were set free. They had entered Islam, and the Prophet's companions re- released them, saying they were the Prophet's relatives by marriage. Juwayriya had thus brought her people good fortune. As expeditions go, the campaign against Banu al-Mustalik was noteworthy not because of its military importance, but because it gave rise to two extremely distressing and painful events, which rent the Muslim community and the Prophet's heart. While the Muslims were at the spring in Muraisi, a man from the Ansar clashed with a Muhajir. The Ansari was beaten and called the other Ansar to his rescue, while the Muhajir called out to the Muhajirin. The people who came up polarized themselves according to their place of origin, Makkah and Medina. As the calls, O Ansar, O Muhajirin, rang out, the Prophet, peace be upon him, recognized the ugly spirit of factionalism threatening the brotherhood of the Muslims, and he intervened immediately. I am still among you, he said. I hear calls from the days of ignorance. Ignore them, for they are foul. Contritely, the two groups dispersed and returned to the path of brotherhood and unity. Meanwhile, a large number of men from the faction of the hypocrites were present on this expedition, as was the leader, Abdullah bin Ubay. The incident at the spring was fodder for making mischief and nurturing resentment. He addressed the Ansar. How dare they, the Muhajirin, rise up against us? Here we are in our own country, and they have come in and tried to outnumber us. By God, it is just as the ancient said, feed the dog and it will bite you. I swear by God that when we return to Medina, the worthy and noble ones will drive out the unworthy wretches. By the worthy, he was referring to himself, of course, while the unworthy ones in his eyes who deserved to be driven out was the prophet, peace be upon him. Admonishing his men, he continued, You yourselves have wrought this. You allowed them to settle in your country and shared your property with them. By God, had you held back and not been so generous, they would have surely gone elsewhere. 
Listening to Abdullah spew out his venom was a young companion of the Prophet, Zaid bin Arqam, an, who immediately brought the matter to the Prophet's attention. Abdullah bin Ubay was sent for and asked about his diatribe, which he denied upon oath, swearing the Prophet, peace be upon him, had been misinformed. His glib words saved him on that occasion, but the revelation of Surah al-Munafikun published the truth, and the name of Abdullah bin Ubay stands disgraced until the Day of Judgment. Ironically, Abdullah's son, who bore the same name as his father, was a true believer who was incensed at his father's machinations. He rushed to Medina ahead of the returning troops and stood there barring his father's way. As he faced his father, he said, By Allah, until the Prophet, peace be upon him, permits, you will not be allowed to advance an inch, for it is he who is honorable, and you are dishonorable. The Prophet, peace be upon him, told Abdullah to allow his father back into Medina, and a mortified Abdullah bin Ubay brooded over how to destroy the peace. What had begun as a simple disagreement between two men at a spring had escalated into a rift dividing an entire community and a father and his son. But this episode also showed that the only kinship of consequence is through righteousness and faith. The journey back to Medina was long and after a halt, late one night the Prophet, peace be upon him, decided to break camp. Aisha, radiallahu anha, who realized that she had lost a necklace, had gone off to look for it and returned to find the camp had moved on without her. Although her empty howdah or riding enclosure seemed very light, the men who saddled it ascribed it to Aisha's diminutive frame. She, on the other hand, fell asleep unafraid. Surely they would discover her absence and would return for her, she thought. She lay sleeping until she was discovered by Safwan bin Muatal Salami, an, a companion of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Safwan, who was a heavy sleeper and a late riser, had been assigned to retrieve anything inadvertently left behind by the troops. His job was to follow the trail left by the marching troops. When he drew near, he recognized Aisha, whom he had seen in the days before veiling was enjoined upon Muslim women. He exclaimed, to Allah we belong and to Him we return, in greeting, and these were the only words he spoke to her. Aisha covered her face instantly. Silently, out of reverence for the Prophet's wife, Safwan brought his camel for her to mount. He held the camel's reins and walked ahead, and they travelled in this manner. It was noon by the time they caught up with the rest of the people who had encamped shortly before. The sight of Aisha's camel being led by Safwan gladdened the malvolent hearts of Abdullah bin Ubay. Year at last was the perfect way to pierce the heart of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and tarnish the reputation of his favorite wife. He would begin a lie about how Aisha and Safwan had deliberately stayed behind together. Insinuations and malicious lies were woven and embroidered until they began to look like the fabric of truth. Abdullah's friends and allies gleefully repeated the lies, not just among themselves, but to the general body of credulous Muslims who were blinded by the sandstorm of lies swirling around them.
We continue the story of the slander against Aisha, the mother of the believers, in the next episode, inshallah. If you would like to get this and other podcasts of our book reading, you're welcome to go onto Iono. So on your smartphone, PC or tablet, go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.